All right, episode four of the Squad Pod. I can't believe this thing's still going, to be honest. This is a dream come true. I've always wanted my own podcast. So the fact that I have four episodes now is insane. So thank you for listening. I think we've had a million views on the first three episodes, so I'm sure this is going to at least get five million. That's what I want. So make that happen. Tell your mom, tell your friends, tell everybody to listen to the Squad Pod. Okay, so this week I have uh, an athlete who just signed to Hep Suzuki. So we're teammates, you know, because I'm a lifetime Hep Suzuki athlete. So he just signed with them for World Supercross. He's going to race SX2. So that's coming up really quick. On July 1st is the first round. And he's also the newest member of the Troy Dog Squad Elite Athlete Program. So we're teammates in more than one ways. And I'm very excited to announce that Hunter Yoder is joining my team. And his name is now Yo Dog. That was something he came up with. I didn't create that. So Yo Dog, that's what we come up with. He is Yo Dog. So we have all that and uh, so much more to talk about. So enjoy and make sure you follow me at Troy Dog Verb on Instagram and Twitter, as well as all my athletes, all the Verb accounts, everything. Thanks for the listens. Enjoy. What's up, Yoder, or Yo Dog, we should call you? Yeah, I'm part of the squad now. It's my new, uh, one of my new badges I'll have to add to to the list, but I'm pumped to be a part of the squad. That's the newest, biggest thing. Um, obviously a part of the Hep Suzuki team now, which I'm super stoked on for, for World Supercross. And yeah, just been doing my thing, riding, training, and... Uh, trying to keep it fun so start there um with the hep suzuki deal when did they first approach you um i don't remember exactly it was before i believe it was after new york um coincidentally after i didn't have that good of a weekend um was when they called and um i had a couple other offers to do the world supercross but um this was obviously the best one for me and um it was a pretty quick deal they they called me and um you know i talked to dustin on the phone and then um maybe two or three days later i had like a a contract and um i was good to go after that so it came together pretty quick. Um, what what was it about the HEP deal that made you choose them over another team? Um, I just see a lot of potential in, in this team. Like, I, I think it's going to big places. And, um, you know, if I could be a part of that right now and then maybe get a spot for next year, um, then that would be awesome for me, you know. Um, but they're all, they're all good people too. That was the, the biggest thing. Like when I first met them, um, in Denver, it was like Larry Brooks, I had spent some time with and Dave Dye were, they were both people I knew. And then all the, all the people I didn't know were all super good to me. And, um, so that's why I kind of just, I went with these guys. 
Yeah, it's kind of an interesting program over there because they're one of the only teams that, they might be the only team that does every series. They are, aren't they? Yeah. They do. Yeah, I think they are. Yeah. So so they have their hands a little bit of everything in a lot of riders, you know. So um, the personnel over there, it's come together in such a short period of time. I think they've only been a team since like 2017. So what they've built to now is pretty impressive. Yeah, and from just what I've seen over the last couple of weeks, like they're going to be – like you said, what they've built already in the these first couple of years is great. And what I think they're going to keep doing is it's going to be good. Um, they have a lot of potential and they're, you know, they're working their way up as fast as they can. So it's really good to see. Right. And you're, you're right real close to their, uh, their test track and everything, aren't you? Yep. Um, I live five five hours from where they're located um, in Fresno, mm. but then I come up and stay at Dustin's for however long I'm I'm here for, and that's only twenty minutes away from the the track. So it's uh, it works out great. Man, you've been rooming with Dustin and everything. Yeah, Dude. Dustin Dustin puts me up in his house and. Uh, we all just hang out. Park is there. Um, he's been here for the last three weeks, so just been like a bachelor pad lately. So does he? Is he aware of the the squad deal now? Does he know? Um, I, I think Dustin would know. I think I think he's seen it. Um, I would hope so, right? I mean, like I, I feel. Here's what I think: when, like, I'm sure he has portraits of me all over his house, right? He's just got it. There's a couple. Yeah. I probably shouldn't say that, but yeah. there's a couple. I know we probably shouldn't leak that, but um, he probably just tells stories about me like all the time, right? Yeah. You and Dustin got a little little thing going on, right? That I'm kind of aware of. He saved my life uh, like 13 years ago. Really? Know. Yeah. Did he tell you that story yet? No. I need to hear the backstory though. Should I tell it now or should I just wait for him to tell you? I feel like you should tell it now because Dustin will play it off like it's whatever, but I feel yeah. like you should tell it so we can get the full full experience. He will. Yeah, he'll play it off like, no, nah, I didn't do that. Uh, it's whatever. Like, <laughs> it's not that big of a deal. Okay, so this is pre-beard Dustin. Can you picture him? Like, yeah. no beard. No, you know, just the beard looks good, by the way. I can't grow that, so we'll start there. But back when he was an amateur at Oak Hill, you weren't probably even born 2010, so I don't think you were born. No. no. I was just a little guy. <laughs> so he, uh, I was there with the Verb crew. Uh, budget was a little tight, eating PBJs all week. Um, if we were lucky, we got a mac and cheese cup. Maybe one of those trackside Rubens, if I was lucky. Yeah, but um, really lucky. Yeah, so he actually, we became friends somehow through Tyler Behrman. It was just a whole, like, squad of them and they took me over to, they, they found out I was malnourished and very hungry so they took me over to Jesse Nelson's big RV and his mom had like rotisserie chickens she had pasta cooking she just had everything she had probably a cake going I don't know but she took me they took me in there and we all ate dinner and they saved my life that night because I think one more night I probably wouldn't have made it 
he might have been peeled over at Oak Hill, and that would have been yeah. the last of the dog right there. Yeah, that would have been it. They would have just buried me by the track or something. I don't know. but See, if we would have asked Dustin about that story, he would have been like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. Like, it's nothing. <laughs> so I'm glad I got – I can picture it now. Like, yeah. you walking around just hungry and – Dustin's come in and save the day. And special thanks to Mama Nelson too, because she she cooked. Yeah, you know. But that that's my that's my favorite story of pipes back in the day. But enough about me. We got World Supercross coming up, and it's coming clo- coming quick. So, uh, what are you most looking forward to in this championship? Um, just going and seeing everything, like. It'll be super fun to go and race around the whole world. Like, I feel like that's something that we don't get to do often as professional racers. A lot of our stuff is, you know, within the States. So the fact that I get to go travel and go race my dirt bike and see the world, it's going to be a great experience. And uh, I'm super pumped about the whole thing. Like, I'm pumped that I've already kind of got a one leg up for Supercross next year because this is kind of like my my off-season prep, if you will. Like, I'm just staying consistent on the Supercross. And then going into next year, you know, I'll be, I'll be going in fired up. And I feel like it's, it's just the whole thing is going to be a, a good deal for me. So I'm pumped with the opportunity that I have. Have you ever been out of the country? Not even just racing. I've never, never been out of the country. So yeah, this is a whole new experience for you. And the fact that you get to race and, and make some money in the process is, is a really cool deal. Yeah. Yeah. The fact that I get to go to, you know, Germany and Australia, Singapore, see all these places, it's going to be mind blowing for me. I've never been out of the country either, so that yeah, it's gonna be insane for you. Like it's so big, yeah, the world is so big. Newsflash. But um, what what what's it like working with the team so far? I know it's only been a little bit, but what's been really like a a new thing you've learned through them, or just everybody in general? You said it's like a family, but kind of dive into it a little more. Um, Larry is really good as far as like, Larry's brain never stops spinning. So that's kind of how I am too. Um, so I can relate and me and Larry are kind of in the same boat. Cause if, if one thing is not right, then he's trying to figure it out. And, you know, he wants to win so bad that he's willing to do whatever it takes to make us feel better, more comfortable, whatever we need, uh, which is awesome. And then, you know, we have track guys here and mechanics, like if the mechanics don't, they haven't gone to the race yet. Like they'll come out to the track with us, not even our guys, like our guys are with us every day, but, the other mechanics come out too and they watch and hang out kind of give feedback also which is cool like i think it's always good for an extra set of eyes um 
Dustin pops out to the track every once in a while and he watches us. He doesn't say much. He just watches kind of from the corner and makes sure we're doing what we need to do. But, um, yeah, everyone, everyone here wants to get better at they're willing to do whatever it takes to, to be as, as good as they can. Yeah, right. For sure. And then what, what are your goals heading into this? Um, I really, I don't really have any like set in stone goals, I would say. Um, my biggest thing for me is I just want to like new bike for me. I just want to go out and if I ride, like I know how to, I know I'll be just fine. Like, I don't know. I I don't want to say a position or a number. Um, but I know, I know what I have as far as potential and I know where I can be. So if I ride, like I know how to and, um, do what I need to do, then there should be no issues. And when it comes to the schedule, uh, you know, the rounds are pretty spread out. So is that going to be difficult? You think, or have, have you had to train differently for it? Uh, what, what do you think when it comes to the six rounds spread out like they are? The training won't be different necessarily. It'll just be like, I'll have more of an off season than I anticipated. I guess you could say, um, there will be, we'll have like a month and a half off or two months off, whatever it is. And that'll be like our off season for the year. If you could imagine, because it doesn't end series doesn't end until November 25th. And then we'll go directly into American Supercross. So um, these couple months coming up, we'll, you know, we'll probably tone it back a little bit and, you know, not ride for four to six weeks, whatever it is. And then um, we'll kind of get back into it and, um, you know, resume our, our training program, but then also try to stay fresh and and firing for American Supercross when it comes. You've had such an interesting uh, road the past couple years from from amateur to now, and you haven't been able to show your outdoor skills. Has that been kind of on your on your mind a little bit and not being able to show it yet? But you got to have some serious skills outdoors too. Yeah, a lot of people ask me like, you know, why haven't I done it? But the simple answer is just I haven't had the the opportunity, you know. Mm -hmm. I did, I think last time I I talked to you, like a year ago, I wasn't even sure what I was doing. Yeah. um, As far as going to race or not. And going from there to now, it's like I don't really focus on the, like necessarily what people think I should be doing or what they want me to do. It's like the fact that I get to go race is awesome. And my whole perspective has changed from probably like a year and a half. Um, you know, I went from kind of like a, a top amateur kid. And then after last year, I felt like I deserved something that I didn't really earn. If that makes sense. Like Mm -hmm. it just, I expected a lot from people that, you know, I didn't really give them 
anything. So to answer your question, I would love to go race outdoors, but I'm also so pumped on the fact they get to go travel the world and Mm -hmm. race supercross that like it, I wouldn't, I'm not going to say that I would rather race outdoors or supercross. Like I'm just blessed to be able to go race whatever it is. That's a perfect answer because yeah, last year I did, I went back and listened to it and it kind of was a dark conversation we had a little bit. You weren't, you were unsure of your future and just you, you weren't really sure if you wanted to race anymore and you kind of didn't really say it, but I, you can hear it in your voice if you were even wanted to do this anymore. Yeah. I, uh, it was really hard for me too. Cause I never experienced anything like that. Like there was a lot of kids that I race that don't race anymore that, and some good, good riders too, that, you know, I always heard like, Oh, like he's not that into it. He's not training, whatever. And for me, I was like, how could you not like, you know, these kids got factory rides and they, they don't want to like be doing it. Like, I don't know how that's possible. And then for me to go through that, like it kind of, it really sucked for me. Cause I was like, I kind of, turned into one of those those kids and uh, I I talked on the phone with a couple couple of different people that were just like basically told me I can't give it up right now like have to give it another shot and try again and I'm I'll forever be thankful to those people um, and they know who they are that they they talked me into doing it again because if it wasn't for them, I don't know what I'd be doing right now. Probably moving boxes with my dad. And I did that a couple of days last year, and that is something I don't ever want to do again. So <laughs> if I can race my dirt bike for as long as possible, then I'll I'll never complain about doing that ever. Yeah, I'm definitely glad that you decided to to try again and. The, the Supercross deal with the PRMX guys was, was a blessing. And then now you're, you got your HEP deal from it and you're just, you keep rolling. So that's, yeah, that's, that's cool. That's the other thing too. Like, you know, a lot of people, um, you know, they, they want to compare or like whatever it is between the, the two teams. Like, I don't know what I'm doing for next year. Like, as far as a ride, but if I go back to Julian or if I go a different route, whatever it is, like I'll, I'll always be thankful for Julian because he didn't have to call me and give me like a spot to, to ride. There was no, I didn't, my results were, were terrible, you know, and the fact he gave me a, an opportunity and a chance and he made it as, as good as it was like, I'll, I'll be thankful to for julian like for as long as i'm here so i can't thank him enough yeah that's that is awesome opportunity i i've talked to him a couple times um here and there throughout the season and he just seems like a really good dude um just will do anything for his riders so yeah he he's another one that's such a hard worker like he he's up at five six in the morning like He'll be at the shop doing stuff, and then he's always on the phone with sponsors and emailing, trying to get new people to come in. And um, he's a hard worker, so like I said, 
I I loved when I was at the PRMX team, and um, if it wasn't for for Julian, I wouldn't be here right now. You've got lots of good people around you, and that's that's a uh, that's really what it's all about. Put surround yourself with good people. Yeah, that's all we can do, huh? Let's, yeah, let's try to try to be around the best people we can be. And as a segue into that, into this, good people. Uh, why did you decide to join the T Dog Squad? Dude, I couldn't turn it down. <laughs> it's I've done too many interviews with you, and then I was like, you know, I was really unaware of the whole thing as far as the squad. Mm-hmm. But then I was like, man, like this guy's like calling me and texting me. Like, I feel like I'm in it, but I feel like I'm not. Like. And then when you, when you said like, I don't know what you asked me, but I think it was something along the lines like, "Are we gonna take the dog squad worldwide?" And I was like, "Dude, of course we are! Like, I've been waiting for this for a long time." It's like the most. This is a the most exciting thing you've ever had happen in your life. It seems like. I knew we were going in the the right direction when I made it on the power rankings. You made it on a lot. That was like the. I felt like I was getting, like, scouted for a team. It was like a tryout, you know? I got on the power rankings a couple times, and then I got a call from the big dog. Yeah. And uh, we're official now. Yeah, I feel like I was the Yoder whisperer for a while. You know, I didn't, yeah. I, I didn't mean for that to happen, but you had a lot of good stuff going on. And I, I did a story, then I had to do a follow-up, and then you had a good Supercross season. So no one else is really talking about you, so I will. Yeah, like I said last time, you're one of the only only ones that calls and checks up on me and no no diss to the other guys out there. Right. Even though they probably don't care, but Yeah. You're uh you're always on top of it, so Well, you know, you have to. And also a cool thing that stuck out to me is you wore my sticker on your helmet as when you were on Tai Lube for no reason. You just did it. You had it and it was on there for some reason. I guess it was one yeah. of Grant's helmets or something you used. I think it was one of Grant's helmets. I think last year they didn't have any um, product. So then that was kind of like the end of like the COVID stuff, I should say. Like yeah, when they, for a while, nobody had anything. And so that was like the end of them not having anything. Because like this year it was no issue, but. Um, I got one of Grant's helmets, and I didn't even know what it was, but you're on the back of my helmet, and then you called me, so I kind of know who you were, and then I was like, oh, I talked to this guy on the phone, I'm like, I'm also one, too, that, like, I'm not going to take stickers off, like, I feel like that's a hassle, but, like, you were cool, and it was on my helmet, and I was like, whatever, like, no harm, no foul to me, like, yeah. I'm going to run it. And you did. And that, that, that still stands out to me. So that was, that was squad worthy. So we should have probably done this like this year, but to be honest, the budget was a little low, man. I, I, I had to grow a little bit and now we have room to, to make this happen. I had to earn it too. Well, after last year, I didn't earn it. Well, and then this year I had to prove myself and you did. And we made it happen. You're on the squad and we'll just, we'll just make people, I, more, I don't know. We haven't decided our goals yet or what we want. You just, I'm just going to take your stuff, whatever your story is, and I'm just going to put it out there. That's that's what I'm going to do. 
make well, people aware. I'll be here ready to tell you my story whenever it's available. So that's right. That's part of the deal. And also, also, uh, I, you probably want this thing to go to rest now, but the blippy thing, uh, my kids, they know daddy does the dirt bike thing. So every time your episode comes on, they're into it and they've made a song about you. It's I'm uh, blippy dog now. Yeah. But they made a whole song for no reason. Like they just were, it's a Hunter Yoder song and they sing it a lot. You're going to have to video that and send it to me because I want to hear this this song. I know. I don't think I've ever had a song created about me, but. Yeah, it's basically your name, but it's, it's like, it's a really good, like, they have really good voices, so they really knock it out of the park. All right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm going to have to hear this soon. Yeah. I was going to have it on tap today, but they always get nervous, so. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're four and two, Fair so enough. give them a break. But, uh, we'll let it slide this time. Yeah, so you're you're famous for that too. So um, I love that. Yeah, man. Thanks for the time. Uh, good luck this season, and and uh, you know just keep crushing it. You're doing a really good job, and and thanks for signing to my squad. I mean, this is awesome. We're looking forward to yeah. it. Yeah. Thank you very much for having me on the squad. I'm yeah. Super pumped to be to be on the squad with with Kelly and Harlan. You know, two elite riders right there. Two elite and, riders. Uh, Obviously, our team manager, CEO, and owner is an elite human being also. Thank so you. Thank you. This is just going to be an elite worldwide squad. We, we Don't forget your other two teammates. We have Ashton Bloxham and uh, Justin Starling. So we have five riders right oh, now. That's a lot of guys, actually. It's a lot. I might have taken on too much, but we're going to find out. I didn't know Starling was on there, to be honest. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, I, I thought I saw something maybe, but... It's one of those things where I wasn't go going to go out on a limb and guess and yeah. be wrong. So, yeah, two years now um, he's been in. Yeah, well, let's let's do this thing big. <laughs> All right, sounds good, man. Thanks for your time, and uh, we'll talk soon. Yeah, sounds good. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. Thanks, man. See Later. you.